I once got on a hotel elevator with this tall, lanky guy and suddenly realized that I was riding the elevator with Ted Danson. You know Ted Danson, the actor Ted Danson from Cheers and The Good Place? Ted Danson. So I was on this elevator with Ted Danson, and he was extremely nice, you know, very friendly, made small talk as we rode the elevator down to the lobby. And the whole time, I'm trying to remain calm and appear to be a somewhat normal person, but inside, I'm completely freaking out. I'm saying to myself, Ted Danson, you're talking to Ted Danson. Well, later, I was very, very tempted to work this experience into a conversation, you know. I was talking to Ted Danson the other day, Oh, Ted Danson? He's a close personal friend. <laughs> of course, I didn't do that. But it got me to thinking about how cool it would be to be the close personal friend of a celebrity like that. Maybe they could get you discounts on movie tickets or something. I don't know. But there's just something so seductive about the idea of a person like that plucking you, ordinary old you, out of the masses to be their close personal friend. Think of the perks. You know, sometimes, friends, I, I think that we approach friendship with Jesus along the same lines, you know? Think of the perks, salvation, strength, comfort, peace. The multitude of benefits is too long to list. In fact, I've seen whole books on the benefits of being a Christian, so given all that, who would not want to be a close personal friend of Jesus? Well, we can be. He says, no longer do I call you servants, now I call you friends. Well, Ted Danson, eat your heart out. A close personal friend of Jesus and moving from servant to friend. That sounds like a promotion, doesn't it? A real step up? From servant to friend, think about it. From waiting in the long line to behind the velvet rope, from cooking and serving the dinner to having a reserved place at the meal, from outsider to insider. No more mop the floor and take out the trash. Now it's all come and sit with me, friend. I've got a spot right here for you. How can there be anything more wonderful than that? I don't know if I can really get my arms around that. It's just so great. Who in their right mind would turn down that promotion from servant to friend of Jesus, right? Well, the more I've studied this text, the more I've started to wonder about that. Because Jesus goes on to say, I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my Father. I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my Father. So being a close personal friend of Jesus means knowing what God is up to, you know, loving the world and redeeming it by mercy and grace. And if we know that, and we're a close personal friend of Jesus, and we know that he spent his life sharing that love to transform the world, then it would seem that we're compelled to share that kind of love too. And then this doesn't feel so much akin to getting discounts on movie tickets, does it? Because the world hated Jesus for sharing that love. 
It cost him his life. And if we share love like Jesus did, well, it could cost us something too. I mean, we could be hated by the world. We could be persecuted, marginalized, excluded, picked on. Honestly, friends, from that perspective, I'm wondering if this whole servant-to-friend thing is really a promotion after all. Maybe, just maybe, there are benefits to remaining a servant. What do you think? I mean, Jesus does say, I don't call you the servant anymore because the servant doesn't know what the master is doing, and that's true, right? Servant just performs a service, just does his job. He doesn't need to know how the sausage is made. He doesn't need to know everything that the master knows. He just does his thing and goes home to binge watch Netflix. And if the master is up all night long, you know, lying awake in bed, really worried about something, the, the servant can just remain blissfully ignorant and sleep away. But if the, the servant becomes the friend of the master, then it would seem that the master's concerns become the friend's concerns. Hmm. I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my father. Church, I got to be honest with you. Got to be real. I'm afraid that in this passage, Jesus is saying that being his close personal friend means knowing what he knows and caring about what he cares about. That being his close personal friend means knowing about the millions upon millions upon millions of people in this world who go to bed hungry every night. All those people who are hungry and thirsty and naked and in prison. All those people who are suffering. All of those people who are marginalized, who are persecuted, who are oppressed. Well, good grief. If that's what he means, I would think there would be some people who really wouldn't want to be his close personal friend. I mean, who wants to know that stuff? When you're standing in the checkout line and you see the magazine with the picture of the starving child on the cover, it's just so much more comfortable to turn away and look at your phone or pick up People magazine and see who the Kardashians are dating. Surely, surely, he doesn't mean this. Surely, there is some wiggle room. Certainly, he doesn't expect us to be his close personal friend and to know what he knows and care about it and to act accordingly. Surely, there's some wiggle room here, don't you think? Well, if there is, I haven't found it. Not in Holy Scripture or anywhere else. Love one another as I have loved you, he says. This coming from the one who knows everything about us and gave his life on the cross. You know, one of my very favorite hymns is What a Friend We Have in Jesus. I love that one. I feel like I've sung it my whole life. I have vivid memories of singing that hymn, standing next to my mom and dad in church. I was so little when I first started singing that hymn. I I remember my dad holding the 
the hymnal on the back of the pew. Parents, you ever done that for your child? Balance it there. He'd take his finger and run along with the words to help me follow. This is when reading for me was still a matter of trying to sound things out. I was that little. Well, for years and years and years, I sang that hymn, What a Friend We Have in Jesus, and I, I just thought about what a, what a friend Jesus was to me, you know? How he loves me and stands by me and will never leave me, forgives me, shows me grace upon grace. But recently, I've been thinking that friendship with Jesus is a real relationship, and real relationships aren't just one way, and they're certainly not about perks. And I've been thinking that friendship with Jesus is awesome and wonderful and amazing, but it is not a promotion in the way the world would think of it. And I've been thinking that Jesus is always willing to be our friend. The question is whether we're willing to be his. Will you pray with me? Most loving God, we give you thanks for you are our friend. We know that we can call on you and that you stand beside us and you offer us grace upon grace. Lord, give us courage and strength and open hearts so that we may be your friend in return. It's in your holy name that we pray. Amen.